Hello, everyone, and good evening. We're back from EC Extra. Um, my name is Dominic, and tonight we have some exciting news because we got the first 14 artists who will take part in next year's Melody Festival. And today I'm joined by Sammy from Cold Finland. Hello. Hey, hey. Um, we have two Brits, one Nathan. Hello. Hello. And Lisa. Hiya. Hope you're all doing great. I would say we jump right into it because um, we have a long list of 14 artists. Um, sadly, of course, we don't have any songs yet, but um, we can say if, there, if there's potential. Um, and the first name is already like someone who's making his debut next year and quite an interesting name. It's um, the song Bigger Than the Universe by Anders Bagge, a song written by Anders Bagge himself, Jim Jansson, Peter Bustrim, and, and Thomas Gesson. Um, who wants to kick it off? Nathan, do you want to start with this one? Yeah, I will. Um, this is a super songwriting team. Um, of course, um, he has previously um, been uh, in Idol, hasn't he? Um, it's... it's, it's um, that is right, isn't it? Uh, yes. yes, and he also um, has connections in terms of songwriting um, proficiency. So whilst this is a debut for him at the contest, that's almost a curiosity because um, he's actually performing when you actually look at his um, list of songwriting credentials, you've got Westlife, you've got Janet Jackson, Celine Dion, Madonna, um, but he also does, um, you know, work with the likes of Jennifer Lopez and Anastasia as well. Um, and evidently, um, very, very big in the late 90s, early 2000s, based on some of the list of people he's worked with. Um, but he actually got um, an award for best pop song for All Night uh, Don't Stop by Janet Jackson. Um, and that just is astonishing to me um and and it's it's the idea that um you know he's he's been there as a juror in idol as well as this legendary songwriter and now uh having produ uh, produced that's right produced drip drop and co-written when the music dies for azerbaijan uh, when they were buying entries from sweden um what we've actually got here is somebody that is so successful competing for the first time in his own right so um in all senses, when we do our kind of dry picks for who we think is going to qualify out of a semi-final, um, that name's going to be somewhere in my top four, no matter who the other three are. I just, on record alone, um, you know, and when you look at the fact that the, the, the entry is written with Yumi Janssen, Gearson and Bustrom, it's like, right, here we go. Here's four Melody Festival and winning songwriters, all in a nutshell. Here we go. Um, you know, I, I, can't, I can't see past this as a really strong um, potential winner uh we can end the video here dom because that's, that's maybe all we need to discuss in 14 artists no we have to do like 30 more because we're just getting started <laughs> <laughs> um sammy what do you think about anders um yeah i'm kind of surprised that um usually these songwriters turn to artists are not uh, working that well um usually there's a reason why they are writing songs instead of performing them themselves but um as Nathan said that the lineup behind the song is amazing that's your recent winner says Jimmy Johnson who's done so many good songs and Andres himself of course 
Um, I'm really excited for this. I, I wonder if they tried to sell the song to another artist, but nobody wanted to take them. So that's why Anders is singing it um, himself. But I'm, I'm excited. And also, I think um, there's some potential of Andres getting his big um, start in Melody Festival. And even if he would win, but I'm, I'm sure that after Melody Festival, he will be um, performing more music himself as well. I'm really excited for this. And as Nathan said, I'm sure this is one of the um finalist or at least going through the uh new second chance round what is called semi-final this year um i was actually quite surprised to see him because he i never thought about like a judge from idol um who i never like saw perform or anything um do like the big mouth stage and i also read somewhere that um he's quite not scared but he has respect for like a big audience and um, when i first saw him i was like could it be like the the, like Simon Cowell is in like in the UK, like a judge, and he's like well known. Um, like, could you imagine Simon entering Eurovision? <laughs> Lisa, what do you think? Um, I just think he gives me the impression of someone like um, in of Rolson of Norway and and like and like Sia of that kind of style of like I'm I'm tired of making everybody else famous. Let, let, let's do it for myself now. And and uh, and as Sammy touched on. Maybe this was a bit like sort of um, Bernardo with colors. Nobody wanted the song. So it's like, okay, well, I guess I'll just do it then if nobody else will. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see how somebody that's obviously very well connected in the Swedish music industry goes when they're doing it for themselves now. He'll definitely be up there as, uh, as one of the automatics potentially on, on who's with him. It'll be interesting to see how this goes. Damn, I'm surprised by all the very positive feedback. Like, I'm curious what he's coming up with. <laughs> um, next up, we have a returnee who's coming back after participating 2018, 2019. And both times in final, 2019, I think, was third place. Um, it's Liamo with the song Bluffin, um, song written by Yemiyoko Turnfeld, Sammy Rekek, Dino Meranhocic, and Ali Yamali. And he's doing a Paul Ray this year because he just became a dad. Same as last year with Paul Ray, he just came then and he was like, I'm out of here. I'm into Melfest. Um, also, Sammy and Ali reunite as Medina, a popular group in the Nordics. I also heard they're rumored to take part, but apparently they're maybe just songwriting. Um, I'm very excited to see Liamo back because I love the first two entries. And yes, it's finally time. Um, Sammy, what do you think? Yeah, I'm really happy to see Liamo back. Uh, I think his career didn't really launch that well that everyone expected after um, taking part two times in Melchior's Fallen. Um, I'm really excited to see what he's doing. Uh, we know that in 2018 he did mostly rapping and then in next year with uh, Hannah Firm he was mainly singing. So I think uh, combining those two will be his thing again. Of course, Jimmy Choker, who had three songs in Melrose uh, in a Eurovision final last year or this year, um, we know that he will put something good out. And also Dino, who ha has done stuff with Anne Dotter in the previous years. Um, so I'm, I'm sure the song will be good. And as I said, uh, Liamo is a good performer. We know that he, he's, he's, he's been in the final two times. He knows how this thing will work. Um, I'm sure he wouldn't come back without a good song. So uh, same with Andres. I think this is like, we can be sure that he's going to the final. 
And um, you mentioned it, that he's a great singer. Um, do you all remember um, 2019, the very high note in the final, which was like, what? Like in 2018, he was just rapping and singing, but um, it was like, um, it was like his range. But in 2019, it was like, wow. So like, um, I like his singing. So I hope maybe he's like doing more singing, but rapping is also fine. Um, Lisa, what do you think about Liam coming back? Yeah, I, I'm I'm intrigued. It's it's always interesting when you see these ones that have already done it a few times. I'm like, okay, well, what what new can you show us now? And I think maybe the fact that his dad recently maybe he'll be like a bit more like Paul A and showing us a more softer emotional side. I mean, you know, he's got the powerhouse team. He's got Jimmy Joe in there and he's got daughter's fiance, Dino, who can, he's, you know, they, they will make him a song that can get to the final again. And um, yeah, hopefully he'll just keep delivering what what he does i mean i'm sure he's guaranteed to be in the final I, i hate to like jump on these predictions but sometimes you can just see these names and it's kind of a bit obvious i mean he probably done i mean winning who who knows but third time's the charm maybe yes um i mean every time we get artists we already think like maybe this could be like a they get a good start position in the semi-final like maybe a seventh or sixth it's like very good um I think he would be like someone who would get a good supposition. And yeah, as you said, it would be shocker if this is not going directly to the final based on the names alone. Um, Nathan, what do you think? Uh, I tend to agree with Lisa. Uh, I tend to think that, um, you know, I know I said it right at the start, but when we talk about artists and we already think we know who's going to the final, that tells you in, in, a, in a fact what Melody Festival is like, <laughs> what the whole format is like uh, and how it works. Um, but ultimately, um, it would be a surprise if Liamo was not in the final. And it would be one of the big surprises if that was the case. Um, even if he has to go from heat to semi-final, I would still expect him to come out of a semi-final, particularly in the rumored new format, which we're going to get uh, from that system. Um, you know, if you, giving him a one in seven chances, or two in seven chances, usually enough to see Liamo through, then giving him one in four out of a semi-final, it's probably also a good chance still for him. Um, I, I would suggest so. Um, but the thing that interests me most, uh, and you touched upon it, um, Dom, is that Medina have co-written this so we are going to get some r&b some more urban elements to this track um but the fact that we've got dino and yimiyoka tells me it's going to have a polished production with r&b elements oh and it's going to have some vocals in it that's basically what i expect from the four names who've written this sounds like a good package very good um moving on we have another returnee who who just took part basically this year. Um, it's Faith Kikibo, Kikembo um, with the song Freedom. The song is written by Laura Barker, Andres Vetov, um, Paula Hammerlund, and Faith Kikembo herself. Lisa, do you want to kick this off? Yeah, I'm intrigued to see Faith come back. It sounds like it's going to be a more stronger song for her and more suited to her style. As long as they tame Laura Barker in, because I'm, we know what she's like with lyrics that don't make sense from someone that's British <laughs> and Canadian, and yeah, that 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 does worry me a bit. It might be a bit 
they could it could be on the simplistic side and faith is far better than that so i hope Fretov and, and the others and, and Faith herself has a bit more. The fact that she's in there with this shows that she's got a bit more artistic control and she's not just had a song chucked at her. And uh, obviously she trusts in the team and, and what they're going to do. And I'm expecting like powerful gospel R&B. It'll be, it'll, you know, it'll be a showcase of what she can do. And I just hope that it goes better. She deserves better and she is better. And I just hope that it all goes well for her this time because you don't like seeing these, the, you know, you want these new artists to have a reason to want to come back and to have, uh, to have success. Yeah, I mean, this year I was kind of surprised that she didn't win as well as I thought, even after the rehearsals, there was like a lot of praise and good reviews. Um, I feel like, um, like like you mentioned, um, coming back right afterwards, it kind of reminded me of Daughter when she came with Cry and it was like, this is awesome. And then you're kind of surprised in the semifinal, but then she came back and maybe and surprised everyone. So maybe this is like something similar that she's like performing well better than she did this year. Um, Sammy, what do you think about Faith and her chances? Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of Crying Rivers, and, and I'm really happy that, that the team is completely different from that. As Lisa said, maybe the other song um, previously was just thrown at her, and now she, she's actually one of the writers. Um, but last time she was like just like a few points away from qualifying to the under Johnson, so I think she has some potential. Uh, about the team behind the song, um, they had some hits and they have some misses, so I, I, I'm not really sure what's going to happen here. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see Faith back. And as you said, like sometimes we get these artists back who didn't do that well on the first time, but now they're back with better song and maybe a song that fits them more. We had the same thing with Ella Benedictson years ago that, well, she made it the final on the first try, but the, the song she sang wasn't her style at all. Then she came back with um, her style of song and then it didn't do that well. But I'm more happy to see the artist doing something that they think is more fitting to themselves rather than just singing something that's been thrown at them. So I'm hoping that Faith has a good song and hopefully goes through from the semifinal this time. And we all know that based on her talent, she can easily say through. So it's all about the song, of course. Um, Nathan, what do you think about Faith? She could sing a shopping list and we'd all be delighted. Um, she just has a, a beautiful voice and so much vocal capability. Um, it was quite difficult to see her handed, I think we've all kind of agreed on this, handed a song that maybe wasn't in her comfort zone last year. Um, you know, it was a song that tailed off after two minutes and left you waiting for it to end, as opposed to having a, a fantastic kind of ending um, to it. But I'd like to see her fly with, with a song written by a team she's comfortable and confident with. She's going to fly with her freedom. See what I did here? The song is called Freedom. Okay. Um, um, next up, we have someone who's coming back for the eighth time. It's Linda Bengtsing. Um, the song is called Fyrfaldigt Hura, which means four times hooray. Um, the song is written by Thomas Gerson, Linda herself, Mira Granberg, and Daniel Gertus. Um, as I mentioned, eighth time, which is awesome. I mean, like, I mean, she didn't win all the times, but um, none of the times. But I love that um, she has the passion and the fun. I mean, Melfus is 
it's a family show and you have all people you get celebrated you have like um if you've been there you want to come back and i understand her totally um she also has one of the songwriters mira who has had one of the biggest summer hits this year in sweden with lose my mind um so maybe this is a song that will get her to the final and get a good position we saw um other well-known Swedish artists who came back like Jessica Anderson in 2018 with Party Boys going straight to the final, um, shocking the competition um, of the young artist. Maybe there's something she will go through with. Um, what do you think, Nathan? Uh, first of all, I'm delighted you come to me first because I'm just going to gush for several minutes. <laughs> um, Linda Bengtsing is the reason that I am an absolutely huge Melody Festival fan. Um, because in the mid-2000s, she served up schlager after schlager after schlager that brought energy, that brought passion, that brought also vocals. How many pop singers have you seen that can sing a 180 BPM track purely in tune and have a key change? So, frankly, I'm bloody delighted. Um, the, the songwriters, for me, make me so, so happy. This looks like she's coming in with an entry that she's going to be comfortable with, but is going to suit her skill set. Um, you know, the title is optimistically Linda Banksing down to a T. Um, and I think instead of where we got with Tolme and Killer Girl, where they maybe were a bit more, uh, I don't want to say alternative, but they weren't the schlager that the public or the public ultimately wanted. Um, this, Thomas Gearson on board, that tells me we're getting a modern version of a schlager based on the songwriting team. And uh, I'm delighted. Uh, I, I really, really am. Um, I'd like to see her do you know, what we've seen the last couple of years with Party Voice and Victorious, I'd really love to see her turn up, upset the apple cart with the children and just say, don't mess with me. I'm here for an eighth time. It's finally my time. Senna Nielsen, move over. It took you seven. I'm going to take it after eight. And that would just be the best thing in the whole world. Uh, I am biased. What's your favourite song by her so far? Sukhandavar. <laughs> just <laughs> straight off the bat. I... It's the it's the um, it's the posh Beckham haircut with the kilts on the backing dancers. Um, it's the absolute look of delight on her face when she hits the huge note into the final chorus. Everything about it exudes joy. Um, and for any younger viewers who were not around in the two thousands for Melody Festival, and uh, just go back and watch the whole two thousand and eight contest, uh, even two thousand and seven. Absolute gems, and it's the reason why the competition has such a such a elevated status today. Is that you know, even 15 years on, we're all still talking about it because it had some excellent heady days in the early, two, well, mid-2000s as, as a competition. So, uh, yes. And these songs never get boring. They're still bangers. Um, Lisa, what do you think about Linda coming back? Oh, my God. I'm, I'm equally just as excited. Like, if you want, you know, trash hag bops, then Linda brings them a plenty. It's exactly what you need to just wind up all these sad boys and, and, and annoy all these little children that want to vote for their boy bands and all that. No, no, you're going you're gonna to enjoy and love. Uh, just a Schlager bop anthem like Linda had a midlife crisis where she shaved all her hair off a few years ago and you know now now she's happy and back and got Gearson and and all these on board and like the her last song I was a bit like what are we doing here but no now we've got the real the real Linda back and she's gonna just serve us an anthem that we're gonna remember for a lifetime 
I, I, I mean, I, I would love to be as optimistic as thinking that she could actually do it after eight times. I mean, that would be my life made there and then. We can just stop Melfest after that. But um, I, I'd be delighted if she could just upset everyone and, and try and, you know, make it to Andrew Chanson or, or get to the final. I, I'd, I'd be over the moon with that. And um, yeah, this is just going to be everything, everything you want. And and more besides, I'm I'm excited. This is going to be fun and exactly exactly what I come to watch Melfest for. Imagine if the run of male winners is broken by eight oh times just in the banking. It would just be the icing on the cake, Lisa. It would. I would just die on the spot. <laughs> I was just thinking, um, all her songs and those power schlager bangers. If you don't get in a good mood, red flags everywhere red flags <laughs> and i think linda is one of the persons um uh you'd be fine with her winning because you know her passion you know she's having her the time of her life and we'll be a winner like everybody would be like yeah yeah i'm fine with that sammy would you also be fine with linda doing well um yeah as nathan said that um her songs from the mid 2000s and even in 2011 when she actually got the final for the last time so far with NFL for me um I, I love that song and I, I, as Nathan said those songs are the best um Tame and Killer Girl were absolutely horrible uh, I don't know what happened there um it says that, or shows that it's maybe a new phase again for her um taking Jason back and uh, yeah I, I don't know if it will do as well as Party Voice or Victorious, um, especially when it's in Swedish. I think uh, Victorious and Party Voice had some appeal for the younger audience as well. Um, but as I said, I, I hope this is a happy song. I hope it's uh, like good old Slugger song rather than something that she did um, in the past few times she took part. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. And uh, I think uh, over the, like, the two or three past years, all the finalists have been artists that we all know in Valerie so I think it's it shows a good sign for Linda. Uh, I'm excited to hear the song, and I'm as I said, I'm really hoping that this is a, a happier, positive song rather than something uh, she did in the past. Of course, the title uh, says uh, "Hooray," so I I don't think that would be any uh, like melancholic song. Eddie Philip May gave me life. That was everything. <laughs> um, next up, we have someone who's making his debut next year. It's a Danis Trohet with the song Halabalu. Um, I don't think there is a translation for that. The songwriters are Danis Trohet himself, together with Frederick Anderson and Eric Stenhammer. Um, for me, there's like some arts I don't really know what to expect. Lisa, do you know more for us? I, I get the idea that this is one of your typical, like, cannon fodder kind of semi-finalists here where they come it's someone that's like from a variety kind of comedy kind of that, that like popular entertainment Swedish background so viewers of like the regular programming will know who he is none of us are going to have a clue who he is watching and you know it's just going to be someone bringing their own sort of niche quirky little projects to the competition because you, you've got to have you got to have you know that that kind of breaks up everything else going on and yeah it's it's just going to be one of those niche things that you'll only see from watching Melfest and you'll never see anywhere else I mean we had some of these in the past and there were, some of them did quite well and went to the final um which was quite surprising for me but 
But we're never going to have another Bjorn Ranalid with Mir Miracle. So <laughs> <laughs> that was something different. <laughs> that was amazing. Um, Nathan, what do you think? Um, I worry that this could be Bjorn Ranalid, actually, um, because um, Don Strohead has done several kind of bands throughout his life. He's 65, so there's your first red flag, Lisa. Um, and um, he was in a, a group called Chinooks um, with his brother and a couple of other friends. Um, and then after eight years, uh, began a pop band called Engleborn um, and actually uh, kind of vaguely broke through when... I think they had some form of vague connection to, to Queen. Um, I imagine Queen toured and they were the opening acts, that would be my guess. Um, but then he actually was offered a place to join um, Wysex, um in 1983 and was their lead singer, uh, male singer until 1996. Uh, and after that, um, he went into solo career but yeah he was the male lead of the dance band that had a male and a female lead um so uh he's as as, as has been pointed out he's a very popular entertainment artist on in, in swedish productions he's written lyrics um for some of eva Riedberg's productions as well and we all know how funny she was from last year um so um this could well be the bjorn rana leads but as sammy also uh sorry as as, as, as we said also it is kind of like cannon fodder perhaps um for the last place act that is there to make up the numbers and we all have a nice saturday night but we expect nothing more that being said we all said that about eva and eva before they turned up last year and look how disappointed we all were when they didn't make the final i'm a ding dong forever um so we get based on the song title we get a good song with a good atmosphere fun um semi what do you think about Danne? Uh, I'm expecting similar as Hasse Anderson in 2015 um, that did way too well um, and I think that's like a legendary song in Sweden uh, even now uh, I'm coming to TikTok and all the Swedish people are talking about Hasse Anderson and the, and the song um, yeah I think it would be dance fun I think it would be something quite funny um, of course if it's in Swedish, we don't understand, but maybe we'll enjoy the music. Um, I saw lots of pictures of him with um, different instruments, so maybe he's also playing something on stage. Um, but yeah, maybe the Swedish people will absolutely love it and everyone else will think, what the fuck, why is this in the final? Uh, but uh, it's always good to have something like this in between, like Liamo and uh, Robbie Bengtsson and uh, the boys like that, um, to bring some, some charisma to the stage as well. Maybe it will surprise us all. I'm already scared. <laughs> um, next up is someone who's who participated before, but um, already, well, he, she participated as a group, but now she's taking the solo route. Um, it's Cornelia Jacobs with the song Hold Me Close. Now, the song is written by Isa Moline, David Sindin, and Cornelia herself. She participated earlier in the 2000s um, with this group's Love Generation and did kind of well well it was a very big hype around them but yeah she is aiming there now solo and i'm expecting a lot from her i think she also i couldn't find it like before we re recorded this but i think she also wrote a song this year or last year maybe it was just me um 
I'll just look it up somewhere. Um, but yeah, um, she was part of the group Stockholm Syndrome after Love Generation. She has a lot of experience, so everything is possible. Sammy, what do you think about Cornelia? Yeah, I absolutely loved uh, Love Generation. Just a little bit wasn't that good, but um, of course, Dance Alone is, is still a, a hit on the dance floors. Um, I'm happy to see her back. Um, as you said, I'm expecting a lot as well. Uh, I don't know what style of the song will be. I don't know. I, we don't know how she will perform the song. Uh, like Love Generation was 10 years ago. So maybe she switched the genre completely. But yeah, I'm happy to see her back. And I'm still hoping for Love Generation um, coming back one year as a group as well. And Red One as well. That would be awesome. Um, Lisa, what do you think? What do you expect from Cornelia? Yeah, um, anyone that's expecting her to come back with um, a banger like Dance Alone from Love Generation, I think you're going to be a bit disappointed because she's moved genres now and she's doing that sort of quirky girl, country, indie type vibe, um, it, that, which generally doesn't do that well in Melfast. So, I mean, it's going to be in. It's going to be interesting. I mean, if she's still, if she's still, if she's still got the um, the fan base from Love Generation, who knows? Maybe they can pull her through to um, Andrew Chanson, but not quite sure because people are just going to automatically jump on her and be like, "Oh, it's not Anna Bergendahl," and they're going to do all that like they like they like they get. Um, but I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see. I'm always interested to see when um, uh, people that have been in a band go solo and, and how they want to identify themselves and, um, and take on Melfest, having been there several times as, as a group and what they're going to do now. Yes, I agree. Um, I think when you're in the group, you also have to like kind of um, yeah, compare with the others what direction you want to go. And like when you're solo, um, it's it's mostly or hopefully all of the time like what you want to do so it shows what she um will bring us and also wh where she takes us i'm excited to see that nathan what do you think your gut reaction dom was absolutely correct um she wrote uh, or co-wrote the robbed uh, and that once eliminated ephraim leo's entry um last year she was one of the four writers on that um so um there is potential with her ability to songwrite a indie pop song we might get an indie pop song but there is also potential that she turns up a bit like Clara Klingenstrom, very unassuming with a guitar. It could go one of two ways, um, is, is what I would say, is it could be the indie pop singer who comes sixth in the semi-final. We all go, oh, that was nice, but don't expect anything. Or it could be the unassuming, oh, have we got an accidental hit on our hands here? Um, and it's hard to say. Um, she is the daughter of the lead singer from the Poodles, um, who were in Malfest a few times in the early 2000s as well. Um, so she has got, some background and some credentials as well as being uh in in love generation uh as Sammy said with their bops um but I I don't I don't really know what to expect um and like I say it could go one of two ways um but I'm very intrigued um by by her entry thank you for finding where she wrote the song I knew there was something but yeah how can I forget <laughs> um next up we have another dip another person who's doing his debut. Um, it's Kazu Opea with the song I Can't Get Enough. The song is written by 
Bishad Arayam, Jakob Retzer, Kaziopeia, and Paul Ray. Um, we have Kazi, who is like an established songwriter in the K-pop scene, and um, won the Publisher Award for International Success in 2021. And we have Paul Ray, who participated twice and is now back as a songwriter. So it's like an experience package here and everything is possible, I think. Sammy, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I saw a lot of positive um, reactions to Cassiopeia on social media. I think, um, as I said, she's done a lot of uh, songs in the K-pop um, genre and she's a great songwriter. I don't know, um, I didn't have time to listen to any of her own stuff, but yeah, as I said, I know that she's done a lot um, of course, I'm happy to see Paul, Paul Ray back. We know that Paul Ray has taken part uh, as a songwriter before as well as the um, uh, artist. So uh, I think he's good as, as both of them. Um, I think Cassiopeia has really um, good look as well. I, I think she's really interesting as an artist as well. Um, maybe different to others who we talked about earlier. Uh, you can see why she's singing her own songs now rather than just writing the songs she has really unique look and uh, i'm i'm really happy and i'm i'm looking forward to this as well i'm i'm sure this could go either way this could be the biggest hit of the year or just like too weird for the swedish public um yeah i'm i'm really excited and and, and as i said it seems like the swedish uh, public and other fans are really excited for her to compete this year as well yeah, I know what you mean. Like when you when you see pictures, you already know like she's an artist. Like if you would see her on the street, she would like you would be like, that's an artist. Yeah. Um, Lisa, what do you think? I had to contain myself from giggling because I had flashbacks to cam cam for drops, and I'm getting that kind of vibe from this, and I'm expecting something completely wacky and, and crazy and a potential car crash on stage. But because I think she just seems to be far more established as a songwriter rather than an artist in, a, in her own right. And yeah, this this could definitely be one of those that, well, it, it could go any any direction, but I, I'm expecting, yeah. Um, I'm expecting chaos and Sweden to be very confused and not sure what's going on. And I'm, I'm low-key kind of here for that. You, you need things that are a bit different and not just your, your, your samey, safe pop songs. So, yeah, it, it's interesting. And, and, and even more so seeing Paul Ray there, who's been doing a lot of work with the Mamas recently and then has somehow landed himself in this. So, yeah, I'm very intrigued and looking forward to it, whatever happens. Um, I think based on her appearance, I would kind of compare her to Erika Dickman from Finland. I don't know, maybe a bit. Oh no, Nathan, what do you want to say? <laughs> horror scenarios. It will cause me major, major horrors if it's anything like Erika Dickman. Um, personal preference. Um, what I will say is I'm just going to reel off her K-pop credits because it's not just enough to say she's well-established in the K-pop scene. She has written three three times um, for twice um, who are on a break and are just coming back from it without one of their members um, and times um, and she also co-wrote a track on um, BTS's award-winning Map of the Soul 7 so 
very, very popular global genre. Um, I think this can go either way. I think our kind of assumption that it could be one of two things is correct. Um, I'd like this to be a massive surprise to the Swedish public and it to just be everything and more as a proper pop song goes, full of energy. I already have a vision in my mind that there'll be like nine backing dancers behind her. Um, so yes, let's see. Um, I'm very, very, very excited. I love the motto more is more. So I'm also excited to see that. Um, next up, we have Samira Manners, who's also making her debut next year with the song, I Want It To Be Loved. And the song is written by Samira herself together with Frederik Andersson. And based on her picture, um, I would expect her something like Clara Klingström this year, like um, laid back, something maybe to surprise everyone. She released her first single back in 2020. So um, there's there are some, I think there are five singles out there to check out, but um, she's just, just getting started. And Andersson, of course, um, known from co-written, co-writing the song, If I Was Sorry by Franz, who won Malfist in 2016. Um, Lisa, what do you think of Samira? Well, I've checked out her stuff and I don't think she's going to be coming with Clara. I think she's going to be, she gives off vibes of being more like a Swedish tones and I. There's almost like kind of talk singing rap elements to to her stuff i mean this could be again a very interesting quirky choice that sweden aren't typically used to seeing in 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 in, in malfest and it's you know you've got to have these new artists showcasing different things you can't have this you can't present the same package in different ways all the time and expect the same results to keep happening you've, you've got to push forward all these new acts and see what they can do and hopefully she can upset the, some of the established acts with a with a brand new package that's not been seen before and hopefully she can i mean i mean she does have an established songwriter in Friedrich with her so hopefully that will stand her in good stead sammy what do you think yeah as lisa said um i don't think we can expect a big surprise like we did with clara um didn't 21 uh, I, I i don't know she had big hit um in 2020 uh, i think the song has like two million streams on spotify so it's quite good um but yeah i don't know i don't think we can expect a big show i think she looks really low-key really like maybe a bit moody uh, performer uh, the promo pictures didn't give much away um Yeah, I, I have no expectations at all. Um, if I were sorry, was a good pop song, uh, nothing special. Um, but yeah, I, I'm expecting something like like that that doesn't have a much of a show element, but more just like good melodies. And yeah, let's see what happens. And as you said, it's good to have some newcomers as well. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that she does well, uh, maybe not Uh, win the contest but I hope that she's happy with the performance and, and get some experience from this contest I think Malifest Swan is good at that as well that all the artists get so much experience on how to work with cameras how to perform for the big audiences and stuff like that so it's good to know that she can experience this thing and hopefully her career will be better from uh, next year I think it's already difficult to um, predict something without hearing the song but um with a newcomer and myself, I haven't heard of her before. So it's very difficult to predict something. 
but I think based on the picture, it's interesting to see what's coming up with and um, definitely someone to look forward to. Um, Nathan, what do you think? If six years ago we were doing this about France, we'd have all said the same thing. Everything is possible. So it's as simple as that for me. Um, you know, there, there is potential in every act that's on this list. I think it's a very exciting list, but there's, to me, slightly extra potential in, in as Lisa said, this is kind of more like a, uh, an indie pop tones and I style of artists who's worked with somebody who's actually won this contest with a, I don't know, indie pop artist. Um, so uh, yeah, it's, it's promising for, for her and, and I think for the competition to have an act like this. Perfect. Um, next up, we have a returnee who participated as a group and came back solo. Um, group worked out better at the first try, but um, it was Uma Rutberg performing Moving Like That, songs written by Omar himself, together with Gustav Blomberg, Amanda Kungshaug, and Christine Marie. Um, yes, um, what was the line? If you like to bake, I want to eat cake now, something like that. But he was... Um, <laughs> He was in 2017 with 4.0. He made it to the final through the second chance round. And in 2019, he said he failed to qualify there on his own. But he's now back after a very successful Netflix show. Um, he's one of the favorites, maybe based on the name and the hype at the moment. Nathan, what do you think? We first just have a moment of silence about his absolute robbery um, when he participated solo, that was so underrated and just, um, you know, it was for me so exciting to see uh, one at one. In fact, we've seen them all now, haven't we? All of Fo come out and do something for themselves. And it was so exciting to see him go back to his Latin roots and actually have that opportunity on stage with Om Om on Omien, which is probably one of the most catchy songs never to make it past the semi-final in Malfest history. Um, he is coming into this competition with momentum and a lot of it. Um, his co-star Edvin Rieberg is picking up every single acting newcomer award in the country at the moment. Uh, Young Royals is widely acclaimed, not just in Sweden, but internationally. Um, this is the act that, out of this list of 14, and I am I'm biased towards many of these artists on this list, but out of this list of 14, if you wanted Sweden to have the monoskin trajectory, this is the artist you pick. This is the artist that will go viral on TikTok. This is the artist that will have the dance to do that with. This is the artist that will resonate with that audience because they've seen him. And it's quite easy to take an artist you have seen in a TV show and then make them really famous. We know from the TV show internationally that people know he sings. He was cast for that role to sing. Um, so, this for me is <laughs> is a very simple equation how fast is that train going to be running when the competition starts and can anybody throw themselves in front of it to stop it because as it stands I, I don't know what the odds are in Emmaudeberg today but I would be shifting I'd be going straight to that to that train um based on based on all the above I think he has had um an exceptional rebirth thanks to Young Royals and uh, I I'm very excited to see to see what comes of it because um, you know his music recently has been has been excellent and you know uh, the songwriting team is going to suit him and he is not coming back to Melody Festival then to make up the numbers like that that is that's not happening so um, this is uh, as we say can't make any predictions about hearing the songs 
this is a contender. Um, I think there were some rumors that SVT wanted him in the competition, and it would make sense for SVT because um, you want to get artists so people tune in, and um, he will definitely bring the crowd to watch the show and maybe also get him in the final. Semi, what do you think about Umar? Yeah, as I said, I'm sure SVT did everything they could to get him to the competition this year. Um, I wasn't as big fan of um, his previous attempt. I think Oscar Enestad was dropped more than Omar, but we can talk about that later. Um, yeah, absolutely one of the contenders to win. Uh, he has the fan base. I'm sure everyone in Sweden knows him, even the older generation. Um, not maybe the oldest generation, but the older ones. Um, he's massively popular. Uh, also, his music has been doing well. Um, I think his songs after his last time in Manifestolian are much better than his entry. Um, and yeah, as, as Nathan said, and yes, you said, um, this is SVT's favorite to win, I, I assume. Uh, oh, at, at least one of the favorites. We have to see the next 14 artists. But yeah, um, it, it's 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 good that they got him to the competition now. Uh, maybe like in, in like next year or in two years, maybe the hype would have like slowed down a little bit. But uh, now is the right time for him to compete in the first time and also maybe in Eurovision. Semi-final for spot number seven confirmed then. Um, Lisa, what do you think? Yeah, he's definitely back for revenge and you kind of want to see that in an artist it's like no that wasn't good enough let's go again and see what I can do this time and you know he's got that momentum of of success at the minute behind him that's just going to propel this to an another level and make him a contender because I know people that if you said to them if you if you said the word Melfest or, or Melody Festival to them they'd be like what and they're tuning in and watching Young Royals so he's already got that crossover appeal to a new audience that would discover his discover his music by accident through being on the show and well hopefully he can ask them for some time off <laughs> if things go very very well because he might need he might need that come April May time um and yeah i'm really excited and the fact that he was robbed last time and he he's, he he wants to go on better now and you, you like to see like all, all the band now have had their time and he's seen them get success and he's like i i want a bit of that too and um the fact that he's like got his own input in this shows that it's something very much going to be suited to him and the package he wants to present I really hope that it's not the case as with Felix Antoine last time. He came back. I know Nathan, Nathan uh, is curious with this, but I absolutely disliked Boys with Emotions, but everyone expected Felix Antoine to be the frontrunner. But then he didn't make it to the final um, straight from the, the um, semifinal he had to go through from the under Shanshan. Uh, so let's hope that this is not one of those cases, but he actually has a good song. It's the same with Malu Pritz, really, wasn't it? We all expected her to go through with her Sierrasque um, pop ballads, and, and, and that didn't materialise either. So um, it can come down to the, the set of songs he's put with. Um, what I will say is the good news is um, Young Rose is in the can. They filmed it in September. So um, even though it will be released next year, um, probably, I imagine, in the spring, if they're sensible about it. Um, yeah, I, I don't think he'll have any clashes. We will keep fingers crossed. First off, Malou robbed, and I like both of the motions. 
I wasn't a fan of the of the song before. Every single minute, I think. Every single day. Every single day. Yeah, sorry. I'm so, so... Come on, Dom. It's one of the best songs not to win the competition. It's so slow. I don't know. <laughs> but maybe he will come back some point. But for now, it's maybe Omar. Um, like what Lisa said, it's perfect time for him. Like, um, people know him from the TV show. We know Melfis makes also artists big, especially in the in the Nordics and. I think many people who watch the show, maybe from outside of Sweden, will now watch Melodifestivalen and now discover his music. Maybe that will give him like a push with a music career. Um, I'm excited to see that. Next up, we have another returnee who I think participated the last two times in 2019 with Nobody, in 2020 with Beat of Broken Hearts, no, 2020, oh, yeah, 2021 with Beat of Broken Hearts and 2020 with Nobody. Um, It's Kara Hammerström with the song Run to the Hills, written by Jimmy Joko Turnfeld, Yuli Agart, Anders Vetrov, and Clara herself. Um, we have another entry by Jimmy, who's like doing very well um, with his songs in the past. Nathan, what do we think about Clara coming back? Third time, like a charm. <laughs> Um, I, I have real mixed feelings about this. Um, I ha I will say that, of course, she knocked out what I had as probably my second favorite entry last year. So I'm still very, very hurt. Um, but ultimately, um, there's something about Clara's performances that haven't kind of hit with me yet. Um, and she's had two opportunities. So this is this is the, the make or break for me where we decide whether this is going to be an artist that is my Santa Nielsen or whether this is an artist that redeems herself in my preferential favorites. Um, you know, the, the, the list of songwriters for Clara this year is exceptionally strong. Um, coming off the back of a sixth place last year and all the momentum that Andra Quantum gives people now, which is why we've changed the format. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's a real um, opportunity um to see kind of what her legs are like in this competition and what i mean by that um it's kind of a very british phrase that i'll explain it better um what i mean is it'd be really interesting to see how far she can go off of the back of a fifth place or was that a robbery some would say yes others would say no um last year she got through through andrew hansen is this the time where she comes back and says right three years in a row is this my one to take me to the final? Um, because I, I think it's well worth noting, we said it with Liama, I saw Sarah Clara, um, not got a massive career outside of this competition. Hasn't quite gone on to do everything that people expected she might after the first or the second entry. So is it that Clara is about to become the Sonny Nielsen and the Banksing of the world uh, for this generation and be the seven-time, eight-time um, <laughs> multiple finalists and the constant kind of artist? Is that what we're going to get? I think we're about to learn that properly this time. Uh, what is Clara going to be in terms of the Melody Festival and um, history books? Yeah, I wasn't really a big fan of Nobody. It was like a nice song, but it was just like there. But um, yeah, Beat of Broken Hearts, it's just, I love it. I also loved Ephraim Leo's song, but it was, I still cry over this duel because I wanted both in the final, but yeah. We were, we were all robbed, but we yes. were robbed many, we were robbed many, many, many times in Andrew Hansen last year. So I am glad to be rid of it. 
It was the last Le- time we got robbed. <laughs> Le- Leela's sister is the other one we will throw into the mix, and we, I, we'll probably talk about them in a week's time, but the point still stands that they were also robbed in a format that I'm glad has been binned. Yes. Um, Lisa, what do you think about Clara coming back? Um, I'm excited, and the fact that she's broken the theory of you can't come back three times, well, you can, and clearly the team are, are confident in her because, wow, that's a powerhouse lineup of 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 songwriters willing to pull for her this time and i feel like this could be her, her moment to finally shine because she's got this great banger you should know me better that she had before coming to melfest and i want her to do something like that because that would be such like a power a powerful moment like it's 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 a proper anthem and 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 pop and just it's it's very much right in the wheelhouse of what you'd want from um a young Melfest artist like Clara. I mean, she has threatened, she has said, not threatened, um, that she's going to do something that we don't expect her to do. So that's going to be something interesting to watch out for. But I, I enjoy all her music, can't fault her, and I hope it is another, well, better success for her this time. Yeah, I agree. Her stuff was like very, very radio friendly and also very, um, it's easy to consume, consume and it's like, I like to listen to the songs mostly. Um, when you said um, she, she's doing something we never saw from her, I was just thinking Oprah or something, but probably not. <laughs> we just want the pop bangers. Thank you. Um, Sammy, what do you think? Yeah, was, somehow the song title says that this could be a country song or something. I, I really hope not. Um, of course, she's known just changing the genre from like really massive pop song to this massive ballad um i'm really surprised how popular um uh, of broken hearts is even still today um i i see people thinking it's it's like one of the best songs from melody festival in 2021 uh but yeah coming back third time and already like i i think doing the best she could last year um i'm not sure how this will go um but yeah i i don't know it, as you said, she doesn't have a career outside of Melfest Marlin, so maybe this is all that she can do right now. Um, but yeah, uh, let's see what happens, but I don't think she will uh, do as well as she did uh, in 2021. But yeah, I'm excited now when you said that she's doing something completely different. I, I hope it's opera now that when you mentioned it. It, it would be great. We just let's surprise us and we're we're open for everything. <laughs> um well next up we have another song, another artist who's making his debut. Um it's Tribe Friday. Shut me up. Song is written by Isaac Gunnarsson, um Robin Handberg Perez, and Noah Deutschmann. If you want to say it in German, I don't know Deutschmann. Um the group, um, based on the pictures, give me like glam rock, indie. I think on the on the Melba State page also said emo. I never knew this was like a genre, but um, I expect this being more and more and all over the place, and I'm here for it. Um, Lisa, what do you expect? I, I think the <laughs> the Swedish housewives are probably going to be thinking, yes, please do shut them up to that song title and what is going to happen here because they've 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 been on twitter today saying we're going to give you bubblegum emo whatever that means and i had a look at their back catalog 
and it's it, to me it's, it feels like british 70s punk and i I'm, I'm not sure how casual swedes are gonna feel about that when they tune in on saturday uh, every saturday um yeah it might frighten them a bit but maybe they need a bit of frightening and to have something different um, in amongst the package or, or who knows, maybe, maybe because it is Malfest, they'll have sanitized themselves down a bit and be more like something akin to lovers of Baldaro, but that didn't kind of end well. So I don't know. I don't know. They better, I don't know, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> um, they have what to expect. So um, the Google search, when you search for them, um, their SEO title specifically calls themselves Swedish Bubblegum Emo. Um, so that is absolutely, as Lisa says, the term they tweeted today is exactly what they're going with. They also, as part of their tweet, Lisa, didn't they call it screech music? So we're really in for a treat. Um, you, you were right. Um, the promo photos make them look a little bit like a a, a budget version or a Swedish version of Moleskin to some extent. We're not getting that. I think we're getting something that's going to be slightly heavier, more akin to Nordic style um, glam. Um, I, I'm, I have to say, my mind did go straight to Wigwam um, and I'd be very okay with that. Um, I, I think our apprehension about the, the Swedish housewives um, is, is very, very necessary. Um, but again, the Poodles didn't have a bad run. I'll go back to them as a great example of this. Um, and, and Wigwam won in Norway. So anything's possible outside of Finland for rock still to exist on this continent. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely, genuinely excited by this. Um, I'm so excited for the competition to have something different again. Um, it was the same with Lila Sister last year. It was exactly what the competition needed. Um, and it it is... I think we all do agree to some extent on this, that rock is an, under, an underrepresented genre when it comes to Eurovision and it's for various pre-selections. We've never seen it done well um, and, until very recently, let's say, or, or using Finland as a great example of the only country that does do it well. Um, so actually seeing some of these upcoming acts, they've been nominated, haven't they, for P3's Best Group um, Award this year in Sweden. So um, this, this is not... A bunch of upstarts that have kind of you know decided oh we'll just throw love a song in for the lols and um, i think they're genuinely serious about this and and i'm quite excited about that for them i love the poodles i love wigwam i'm stoked now um semi are you excited or scared um as nathan said i think Monaskin is to blame here uh, i'm sure we will see more and more of bands in uh, national selections um, throughout the year um, on Spotify, it says like nails on the chalkboard, but worse. And also they, their songs don't have that many plays. So I think this is a case where critics are absolutely mad about them, but the general public don't really like them that much. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, in 2017, uh, the band Dismissed uh, was like clam rock. And I think it's a surprise to all, they made it to Andre Johnson and almost made it to the final as well. Um, so I think there's some fans for this kind of stuff. And um, yeah, maybe the wave of Moneskin will also help them. I, I think people and especially younger people like these kind of um, bands now. And maybe they are more into rock now than they were uh, like 10 years ago. Uh, as Nathan said, that in Eurovision, uh, when there's rock, it's either really bad or it does really well 
because it stands out so much. Um, and I, as I said, I hope that this year we don't have 20 rock bands in the competition. Uh, we already know two are in this year's lineup. So let's see. I, I don't, I'm, I, I kind of can't see Sweden choosing this kind of rock to represent them in the Eurovision because they take the contest so seriously. But it's good that there's um, something different in the lineup of Melody Festival. Yeah, I kind of see, I kind of don't see it winning, as you said, but um, it's fun probably and um, it's good to have a good mix. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Next up, we have one of the really, really youngsters. It's Teos. Um, this is with the song Som Duvil, which means um, as you wish. The song is written by Tobias Lundgren, Axel Schürstrom, Tim Larsson, Elise Rüth, and Jimmy Joker Turnfeld. And um, I was just looking it up. He was born two months after Helena Paparizu won in Ukraine. So yeah, we're old. <laughs> um, <laughs> he has over 2 million followers on TikTok. Um, um, I assume his content is mostly Swedish. So Sweden has like less than 10 million people. Um, imagine the votes. Um, I'm scared. Lisa, what do you think? Uh, well, this is definitely one for the teenage girls to flock to and vote for. And I, I'm intrigued that um, Elise Reed from that did One by One all those years back is here. And she's like the lead singer of um, Amaranthea, a metal Schlager band. And yeah, I'm curious, but I'm, I'm sure she's here to just give him that professional polish and tighten up the... Um, the lyrics uh, for this and you've you've also got like Yoka there and this is a very strong collection of songwriters for someone that's very very new and well from what you just said it's barely out of nappies I, I, the, the, no, nobody's born there, there's no such thing as people being born after the year 2000 because the year 2000 was only a few years ago Dom <laughs> they're still um, like in kindergarten or something I don't know what they're doing <laughs> But the fact the song is in Swedish already tells me. I mean, you know, he could be a surprise package to get to the final, but we know it's not going to win because Sweden don't pick Swedish language songs anymore. But it'll be a good debut, and I'm sure the teenage girls will love it. But, yeah, this might not be one I'll be into, but good luck to him. Um, When I read his name first, and I was like, um, he's, like, popular on TikTok, I was, like, thinking about Bishara, maybe, as a comparison. Like, he also very which surprised me. Um, Sammy, what do you think about Tios? Uh, we know SVT, they won these social media stars in the festival. And nowadays, Samia, Victor, Anis, Tondimina, we've seen it all. Um, Tios, I don't think he's as good singer as Pishara. I think Pishara had amazing vocals being that young. Um, as Lisa mentions, this uh, songwriting lineup is crazy. I don't know how they came up with this song. I'm assuming it's from some songwriting camp or something. Tobias Lundgren has written so many uh, manifesting hits uh, such as Alcastar, Alaflico, Heartbreak Hotel, um, Las Vegas. Um, he has so many songs, Melchus Valen. Um, as Lisa said, Elie Strude is from uh, Amaranthe, so kind of metal um, background there. Uh, Axel Sussrom took part in Melchus Valen himself, um, Timmy Choker. Uh, we know how well he did um, in 2021. Um, this songwriting lineup is amazing. I'm sure 
T.O.S. didn't have any impact on the song himself. They just gave him the song that they think suits him. Um, I'm sure there will be lots of dancing, lots of uh, choreography that you can copy on TikTok. Um, I'm not sure if even the teenage girls is the right audience for this. I think it's even younger audience and um, teenagers. Um, but if this is fun, if this is like done in a good way rather than maybe a bit cringy uh, for the old, older audiences, um, it can do well. Um, but as I said, it's in Swedish, which probably says that this is not the winning entry this year, but I'm sure that uh, he will be in the final and. I'm sure this song will be a big hit in Sweden, and uh, I'm expecting a bit of a pop here. Yeah, I'm always like a bit scared of the impact TikTok has. Um, also with like Moleskine, for example, with their song Baggin shooting through the roof on TikTok, and then the charts. Um, imagine this doing the Melfast week, and then TikTok everywhere and the charts everywhere. This is, yeah. Um, Nathan, what do you think? I've got two theories here. Um, that kind of run concurrently alongside each other. Um, one, Aniston Domina was the highest uh, of the, all the Swedish songs in, in Melody Festival uh, with Vemes Mos. It was still sick through the international juries as well, despite being in Swedish. Um, so there's option number one. I, I'm not even discussing the semifinals. It's a sure thing. Um, but option number one is that we will get the highest ranked Swedish language song because it's come from someone so popular on, on digital platforms. Um, number two, with that list of songwriters, I would not be surprised if they switch the language for the grand final. It would not surprise me if they've got an English language version ready to go for international purposes, for TikTok purposes. And we do in the semi-final, we get the, we get all the kids on board by doing it in Swedish. And then we turn up with a 16 year old who's already got the weight of the country behind him, stick it in English with that list of songwriters and see what happens next. That would be, if I was SVT, that would be my, that, I'd be sat there going, please somebody have the English version ready. Please, somebody have an English version ready and just ask them to do it for the final instead. Um, that'd be my best guess. Uh, and, you know, I, I, before we started putting, we pushed the record button and I, I came in late to the room and I just assumed we were already talking about Tails based on the songwriters alone and the fact that evidently this is SVT's big get for that younger audience this year the power of tiktok is is frankly unstoppable um and and we might have this as a contender in that bashara vein of how on earth did that come second yes he was an excellent singer but how on earth did that come second and we may be in the same boat with this where we look back in a couple of years and go that came third um and, and you know that may be where we end up with it Yes, I'm still surprised that Bishar came second. So with this, um, with TikTok, maybe they're organizing themselves to vote and split it up into age groups. I don't know. Um, yeah, this is like one of the favorites based on the name of the songwriters. Is it, is it worth, just before we move on, Dom, just saying, if this did win, hypothetically, and we can all blame it on TikTok, if this did win, is this the reason the app vote goes? Because I'd back that. I would sacrifice an entry to bin the app vote. Um, yes. So Karen Gunnison, if you're watching this and this wins, 
the app vote goes because we're done with it. We, we, we can't understand age groups. We can't be bothered with people breaking the system with the app. You can't have five votes per song. Have five total. That's how everyone else does it. We could be here for hours. I will stop. But this, I would happily sacrifice a Swedish entry for them to lose the app. And then imagine him doing very well in Eurovision. <laughs> um, moving on, we have a returnee and a artist who makes his debut. We have Nilo and Lisa Ajax performing Tredu Adjo Birmei, which means Do You Think I Care? Um, the song was written by Yvonne Dalbom and Niklas Nilo Gran Lindroth himself and Jasper Elander. Sorry if I butchered any names. I'm very sorry. Um, yeah, we have Lisa coming back for her third time. Um, we have Nilo making his debut. He He's a rapper. And he had his biggest hit, I think, in 2013 with, with Legenden, who charted at number three. I think I looked it up, yeah. Um, and Lisa Ajax, um, was it, no, was it the second? It's the third, third time, right, for Lisa? Fourth time. Fourth time. It was um, My Heart Wants Me Dead, it was Torn, and it was... I Don't Give Up. I yes. Don't Give Up, which was robbed. I was at the rehearsal for the, for the final, and they changed I Don't Give Up. Um, to I don't give a damn for the jury show and then back to the explicit one and I, I preferred even the, the the jury show one because I don't know it, it rhymed there it flowed I liked it um, Nathan what do you think of them and the song and the chances and everything I, I love her. She's the modern day Santa Nielsen. I'm, I'm so here for her just randomly turning up in a duet where she's had no, no, you like no contribution to the songs. She's been handed a song that's written by her co-performer who is participating for the first time and um, I, I it's a bit like Ellen last year with Simon what's his face where you felt like she was there as the experience I know how this works and that's the vibe I'm getting is that Lisa it's it's kind of I'm gonna say it it's kind of Sanna in Frederick territory um where she did have genuinely ridiculous duet with Frederick Schumper um and That is my plain worry with this, is that this might be Lisa Ryax's. How, how did this ever happen to you, hun? Um, and then we see her come back in a few years on her own and go, oh, hi, here's the artist I actually am again. Thanks, everybody, for waiting. Um, I love her. I think she's got great personality. She's a wonderful performer. She really owns a stage. Um, you know, I don't think we've seen many of these young artists literally walk onto the stage and go, hi, here's every camera gonna nail it first time not a problem um so so for me i'm very very excited you know we could talk for years about how experienced she actually is um you know you go all the way back to lily melody festival in 2012 and she has been singing basically for her entire young life um and and frankly has had consistent hits whether or not they're in melfest she's had consistent hits in, in sweden and that for me just says I'm so glad to have her back. She will have her success from the contest that she always does. Um, but this just might be the slightly unusual one where we all went, eh, by the time she's done. I mean, I like unusual and you you get a surprise. Um, as you mentioned, she goes on stage. She owns the stage. I think she only had, with My Heart Wants Me Dead, she had backup dancers. But um, with Thorn and, and I Don't Give a Fuck, um, she had she was alone. She, she owned the stage and her vocals. Um, She can carry a song with Neil and the rap part. I'm excited. I'm, I don't know what to expect, but it will be something. Um, Lisa, what do you think? 
Yeah, I agree with Nathan. I think Lisa Ajax is here because he's he's obviously gone to her and been like, okay, I've got this song. Please help me get to the uh, Andre Johnson or the final because you've got history here, and she's agreed to it. And I don't I don't blame her because she's been you know she drew another girl at it and is a very su- successful performer. She's pretty much just grown up within Melfest and. Every time she comes back, it's always like something new and we see a new side of what she's capable of and uh, as an artist. And I don't, she, everything she's done, even outside of, of Malfest has been great. I, I listen to all her music and I want her to do well again. And I'm, I'm seeing this as, as a kind of, um, like how we had Hold On with Liamu and Hannah Firm, except Lisa Ayers can actually sing. So we've already got that going for this. And I'm I'm just really excited. This is going to be so out there. And it's again, it's one of those like quirky sort of duets that happen that you would only see happen in in, in Melfest. And I can't wait. I'm mostly just here for Lisa Ajax, just basically being all like Nicole Scherzinger and Charmaine, where she just takes over the whole thing. That's it. <laughs> That's what I want. Um, yeah, we mentioned um, Hannah and Liamo, and we also mentioned Aman Fedek. Yes, right, right. Um, I kind of see them more doing Hannah and Liamo. Like, I have expectations here based on the names and the artists. It will be something unusual, but um, I think this could do well better than some people maybe expect. Um, Sammy, what do you think? Uh, well, these two actually did a song earlier this year, so they have some uh, background. Um, and uh, as you said, uh, Lisa has been doing well in the festival, and I think in 2016, she read that Idol fame. She uh, won the Idol just before that. Um, and then, of course, she came back two times and made it the final both times through Andersen, but still, um, I don't know why or how she has been so popular with Swedish public, but maybe the songs have been so good um now she's singing more in swedish um the songs are doing okay on spotify and and as i said they did um a song um this year um and as as everyone said i think it will be just lisa singing the chorus and then neil rapping uh, i'm really excited to see if they have any chemistry i i think it'll be hilarious if they don't have any chemistry at all um i think those performances are the best ones where um as i always said lisa is a great performer uh, and has a great voice, so maybe she will stand out and Yellow will be just there uh, doing his thing. Um, I, I think a similar thing happened with Albin and Matthias uh, a few years ago when they did this same thing that Albin was rapping and Matthias, who did Melfest um, one before with EMD and uh, also solo, uh, he was the star and Albin was just the backing back um, rapper there. Uh, I hope this is a good couple on the stage. Uh, I'm I'm not sure if I, I doubt this is any of the favorites, especially being in Swedish. It, it can be a song that does well in the Swedish charts and plays a lot in the radio, but I doubt it's any of the favorites. Maybe it will get to the final, but I, I think it will be more just a song that gets stuck on people's playlist after the contest. Now that you mentioned Matthias Andreasson, um... Do you all remember when Eric Segerstedt and Tony Dumley had the song Hello Goodbye and in the rehearsal, Eric was singing with Matthias and was like 
the best thing ever. <laughs> that was much better because you could see the chemistry because they, they have been in the band together. But then Tune and uh, Eric, I don't think they knew each other before that. And that also was really clumsy collab between those two. She was there for a reason. Yes, and <laughs> step into the right moment. <laughs> um, we already have our last artist for this week, um, which is the winner, former winner. We have um, Jan Lundvik coming back with a song, Engelavakt, which means guardian angel. The song is written by Anders Fretov, Elin Fretov, Benjamin Drosbom, Frederik Sonfors, and Jan Lundvik himself. We have um, Benjamin as one of the songwriters in Ben and Tan, who won for Denmark in 2020. That was catchy. So um, I don't know if Angravakt will be equally catchy. I don't think so. But we know that Jan can carry a song. He can. He has the vocals. He has the presence. He made it straight to the final two times and won with July for Love. Um, Sammy, what do you expect of Jan coming back after winning, after being in the final? Uh... I don't have a lot of expectations. Uh, Andres and his sister Ellen, uh, of course, we know them from many songs. Um, Always by Isel and Aras. Of course, they were both songwriters there, and Andres has so many um, songs. I'm expecting a big ballad, maybe a little um, cheesy, like my turn was. Um, John Lundvik doesn't have a career in Sweden anymore. Like after he won Melifest One, and that was it. That this follow up single did well but after that he doesn't do anything he didn't produce any singles after that and i don't know what he's been doing but maybe this is some kind of uh, like hey i'm still here i can still sing but i'm i don't want to go to eurovision anymore because i did it already once um it being in swedish is a good sign for that uh i i don't think this would be a like a really bad song but i don't think it will do that well uh, it, it's more for him just to get himself back to the music scene and maybe do songs more in Swedish after Melsvestalen is over sometimes I even prefer when artists come back after they won because they have no pressure because they want it all and they're just there for the fun um, Lisa what do you think about Jon yeah I agree with Sammy here in that like you see you saw it with um, Danny Sosera last year that came with a Swedish language song and he blatantly said from the start I'm not interested in winning I just want some free pr promo and to have my song in the charts for a month because it's very easy work for very little effort and I can see Jan doing the same thing with this it's probably just going to be you know very well packaged and presented anthem that that suits him but I don't think he's interested in, in trying to win again. He's already been there, done it um, at Eurovision and songwriting as well. He, do, he doesn't he doesn't need that. He just he, he's just here to just continue his own Swedish career and and just be like, hey, I'm back, everyone. I still have music. This is this is my latest song. Please enjoy. Vote for it if you want to. If you don't, fine. He's not going to be that fussed if it does well or not. It's just there to pick up chart traction for a month yeah, i mean office is the perfect place for that it's the biggest show and um if you want to get some audience do it there um nathan expectations for john next year not not to be the negative one of the three 
considering we all have written this off as this is not a winner, this is very much for him. Um, I, like Sammy, think that this is more in the my turn area. I fear that this won't be a chart hit and that this is going to be a self-indulgent kind of choral gospel thing that just happens and it happens and we all accept that it happens and the three minutes is over we move on with our lives and that's what I fear the most is that in the song title it doesn't fill me with hope for what I would have liked to have seen him come back in he's an extremely soulful performer uh, and a very very um capable singing voice you know um all these things are undeniable we've seen it a hundred times um the songwriters just make me think we're going to get like a catchy choral chorus hook, basically. All that all I'm reading into these songwriters is the chorus is going to have a hook and the verse will exist. Um, and, and that's my, my worry. Because when it comes to say yes, we all remember the chorus. When it comes to always, we all remember the chorus. And it, it, it too late for love, we all remember the chorus. Um, and, and I wonder whether we're basically going to hear a chorus um and it's going to have a choir and it's going to be very him which is great and fine because if he wants to come out without that pressure like Danny Salcedo is then brilliant that's all that's what he should be doing um you know Benson also when he came back it wasn't so much to win was it than to just have fun and um I feel like that's what we're going to get with Jan Lundvik but I fear for him <laughs> that it this one might be the shock you know out of the 14 names and out of the ones on that list you know the one I would be least surprised based on writing team and the vibe we're getting today is this one um and and that would be my only fear i'm happy to be surprised but you know if it goes to um the semi-final round so be it um but 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 this this is the one that i have no expectations for out of all of the 14. So i'm afraid it will be his <laughs> statements moment here with this where twitter gets hyperbolic but and shocked but statements was robbed and I was on that side and I will always be on that yeah. side and I will forever fall on that side. And that's a, we could have a whole debate about that for an hour. Um, but, but you are right. And, and, and then Sammy, you were going to say something quite similar, I think. Yeah. I was uh, thinking when Charlotte Bellelli came back with Midleaf, like doing something really like coming from her heart. Um, and that was like, it was a song. It was there. Nobody remembers the song. But I hope, same with, with Charlotte Perelli, that um, John Lundwick will have his own still young in maybe a few years that he comes back with a, like a, a actually good song. Um, because as, as you all said, he's a good singer. He, he's a great guy. But I'm afraid this will be just lost in the sea of like urban pop songs that we expect from most of these artists that we have today. Hey, how you been? I should have started with that one, but missed <laughs> 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 opportunity. Um, um, these were the 14 artists for today. Um, before you all leave, I have one last question. Um, I want to know the artist you're looking forward the most and the artist you think will be the biggest surprise, positive or negative. Um, Nathan, do you want to start? Uh, yeah, it's the same artist for both, Linda Bengtsson. Um, I think we'll be surprised because her last two haven't been successful and I think we're going to get something in the vein of, um, you know, anything like those four, 
a, a montage of all four, that'll do. Give me three minutes like that, and it'll both be the best thing and the most surprising thing. Good answer, good answer. Um, Lisa, what do you think? Who are you looking forward to? Who do you think will surprise? Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to Linda Bensing the most because I, I just, I, I'm, I'm here for trash. Just give me trash bops and I'm, I'm very happy. Um, biggest surprise, uh, interesting. Uh, I don't know, maybe, I, I'm wondering if that, if um, Samira Manners, if she comes all Tones and I style and it's something really out there and you, you don't expect, that could be a big surprise package. And also, um, yeah, just just what these new ones will do. I'm I'm always intrigued because they tend to sort of throw up things that are a bit like oof, and then you know if it doesn't go well, they tend to come back and then do even better in the future. It's a good proving ground for new artists. So I'm looking forward to that and whatever is going to happen with um, Lisa Ajax and her friend. Just um, if Linda's watching, it's good trash. We like trash. It's <laughs> it's a good thing. Um, Sammy, what do you think? Uh, well, I think Liam will bring the best song for my taste, but of course we have to talk about Omar. I think um, the the expectations are on him right now, and and I'm I'm hoping that it's a good song, and I'm hoping that it's a song that even the people who say uh, why Sweden always sings male singers and complain about that will also like this one, and I think that it's a deserved winner. Um, and I think the biggest surprise will be Cassiopeia. It can be awful it can be funny it can be amazing it can be anything i think that there's so much potential here and of course paul ray being one of the songwriters and he's actually one of my favorite song, uh, songwriters and artists um so i'm expecting that it's, it's not completely awful but it can be awful in a good way and in a way that it surprises everyone uh, I, I don't think he would put himself to something like like confident drop as lisa said previously like something that it's is completely not fitting too much first of all and i'm sure there's he knows how it works so i'm sure he knows what kind of songs are good for the show and for the contest i don't know if it's the winner i i, I hope that this is a song that the the Eurovision fans think that oh my god we want this to win but then the swedish public won't uh, like that much, but I, I hope that Cassiopeia will be one of those um, artists, and this song will be one of the songs that when you see a compilation of the weirdest songs in your vision, that this will be one of those. I totally agree with you with um, Ligamo, the one I'm probably looking forward to the most. Um, I was thinking about the surprise, and I was like, I'm asking the question, I have no idea what to answer to that. Um, I think it would be probably Omar, because um, I don't know. I've, we have high expectations from where he's coming, the hype. Um, but I think especially with Teos together, um, I think Teos might have like the, the teeny momentum, the teeny votes. And I don't know if you might steal those from Omar. So maybe there's like surprise happening, but um, I have no idea what's going to happen. But um, we'll have the songs in two, three months. And we don't know which semifinal they're going to start in which is also another thing which mixes everything up. But um, for today, thank you guys so much for joining me and everybody watching. Um, if you like what you saw, give us a thumbs up. We'll be back for part two. If part two already happened, you'll find it in the description box below. If not, we will be there at some point. And wish you a great evening. Hope to see you soon. 
and till next time. Hey do. Hey do.